Welcome to another in the series of Mystical Perspectives. I'm Cindy Paulos, and I'm your host today. I'm uh, working with the book Dr. Paul Leon Masters wrote called uh, Spiritual Mind Power Affirmations. And I've been uh, uh, doing this for weeks and weeks. Uh, this is the 25th episode, so doing it for a while. And it's a very interesting book. I, I take a page and I meditate on it for a week and then I share my thoughts and the affirmations with you. Um, the book is available at Amazon, Spiritual Mind Power Affirmations, or you can go to metaphysics.com and find out about the University of Metaphysics and the different courses there and if you wish to be more involved. Um, also, all the inspirational lectures are on metaphysics.com. And um, you can go to metaphysics.com slash paul-leon-lectures and get each of these subjects there with his take on them all. Um, today we have a very deep subject. This one has caused me so much um, deep thought this week. I think more than any of the other subjects we covered. Today's topic is sexuality and spirituality. And... Um, this is something that um, has changed radically with the times. I'm sure when Dr. Masters wrote this, there was a whole different take on what was going on. Um, and the Me Too, Me Too movement hadn't even started at that time. Um, there hadn't been the awareness of what's going on with uh, equal rights for women. And there's a different take, of course, on the subject for men and women. So it's a very powerful subject that affects us all extremely deeply um, and something really worth delving into and uh, discussing and meditating on and thinking about. Um, so I'm going to start with the affirmations as I always do. I'll repeat them twice. The first affirmation is energy exchange. I understand that in all sexual activity there is an energy exchange that affects both people, holistically affecting the physical body energies, mental energies, at all mental levels, the spiritual level associated with the soul's purpose, and up to the God level, depending upon how one with universal consciousness each participant is. Well, there's a lot there, isn't there? <laughs> that's, a, that's one of the longer affirmations that has been in this book, so I'll repeat it. I understand that in all sexual activity, there is an energy exchange that affects both people holistically, affecting the physical body energies mental energies at all mental levels, the spiritual level associated with the soul's purpose, and up to the God level, depending upon how one universal is one with universal consciousness each participant is. Now, again, um, there's so much here, and, and within each of us is the feminine principle and the masculine principle. Um, it's so funny because there's been a lot taught about this. The tantric practices originally were how people 
could actually, um, in meditation, in the deepest level, thousands of years ago in India, were practiced as Tantra, but not with other people. That was within meditation and oneself balancing out originally the masculine and feminine feminine principles, the Ida and the Pingala in the spine, to achieve a union, an inner union with yourself and with God. Now, of course, as the commercial element got involved, <laughs> Tantra's totally changed. Tantra is now used in a lot of places to make money and for uh, people to teach practices about spirituality. And sometimes it is really spiritual, but most of the time it involves um, a lot of people um, improving their sexuality or their sexual experience. Um, that happens when we get into the commercial field of sexuality, of course. Okay, the next one is positive and slash or negative. I understand that energy exchange between people during intimacy can have a positive or negative effect on one or both people. All right, repeating that. I understand that energy exchange between people during intimacy can have a positive or negative effect on one or both people. Now here we get into such a very interesting subject, okay? So um, there can be sex between women and women, men and men, or women and men. But the idea here isn't involved in that. The idea is that there's different levels of awareness and consciousness, different levels of perspectives, different experiences. And um, there can be sex used for power, sex used for money, um, sex that is actually non-consensual sex. And uh, that happens more than people realize. One in five women are raped. And a lot of times this happens in school or high school and or college. Um, and, of course, that can happen also. We can have sexual abuse of children. Um, and that happens more than we ever realize. I mean, it's extremely um, something that is common. Now we all know what's happened with the churches, with the Catholic Church going through major upheavals because of some of the priests being pedophiles. So I guess that would definitely um, cover the positive or negative effect on one or both, both people, right? And when this happens, of course, you can hear the stories of how some of these people who were abused by their priests, lives totally changed. Um, and anyone that suffered abuse has gone through major changes in their life. So I went through uh, sexual abuse with a neighbor who was a babysitter. And I was young and babysitting, and I was took me years to really realize what had happened. I didn't uh, know. I buried it for years and years, probably about 30 or 40 years before I realized what had happened. When you'd go into meditation and, and deep experiences, a lot of these things that you have buried do come out. Um, okay, the next one is gratificational or recreational sexuality. I understand that sexual activity only for the sake of physical gratification of the body, produces no lasting positive effect on the body, soul, or oneness with God, and leaves one empty in mind and soul with a void to fill, producing the need for more sexuality, possibly leading to addiction. Now, 
I'm going to repeat that, but I do have to say that doesn't take into account here that what might be considered recreational sexuality or gratificational sexuality with one person may not feel the same way to another. And then that can create a lot of karmic effects as well and a lot of heartache. And and, uh, if someone really feels much more that it's not recreational and the other person thinks it's just recreational, then um, there's all kinds of problems that can come from this. Again, repeating, I understand that sexual activity only for the sake of physical gratification of the body produces no lasting positive effect on the body, soul, or oneness with God and leaves one empty in mind and soul with a void to fill, producing the need for more sexuality, possibly leading to addiction. Now, there are many sexual addicts, and of course this has become a whole field of counseling. And um, some of these people who say they're, they're healing sexual addiction have made a fortune because there's been um, so many people that have gotten caught in the sexual addiction things and said, oh, well, I was addicted. I wasn't able to control it. And they use that as the reason why they need to have counseling, right? Uh, the next one's karma. I understand that there may be karmic reasons for any sexual contact, individual, collective, or both, with the payback of negative energy or the reward of positive energy. Now, I think sexuality, maybe more than anything else, has the most karmic repercussions. Um, There's definitely more negative karma when there's a death or pain that's inflicted on someone that happens. But sexuality can create deep karma that can take lifetimes to work out. Um, And that's something to definitely consider. I'll repeat that. I understand that there may be karmic reasons for any sexual contact, individual, collective, or both, with the payback of negative energy or the reward of positive energy. So if there's been some karma that has existed in other lifetimes, in other relationships where there were people that felt they were hurt by the other person, they may be drawn to try to resolve that in this lifetime. And there is sometimes a chance to do that, or sometimes it is not easily accomplished to resolve it, right? But a lot of times understanding that and approaching it with unconditional love and understanding can help. But there's karma that happens in lifetimes when one person hurts another person in in a relationship. They can create deep karma. Um, This has really been something that's been interesting because in the 60s and 70s, there was quite a bit of free sex going on. And a lot of enlightened people thought that, you know, sexuality was fine to do for, as we were saying, um, recreational or just for an experience. But then there have been uh, many repercussions in it where some people didn't feel that way or that there were after effects or connections made that influenced one person but not the other. And there was a lot of pain caused sometimes. So karma is definitely a, a huge factor that needs to be considered with sexuality. The other is soul's purpose. I understand that the most positive sexual energy exchanges between two people in which the energy exchange helps one 
or both to better achieve their soul's purpose. Now, here's the question. How do you know if it really is their soul's purpose? And this has got to be done with very aware people. And um, I came up with the term called divine rationalizations because having been in the spiritual field for 50 years, um, you can rationalize just about anything um, if you know the spiritual. (laughs) Turn to it because this life is really a dream and there's a lot going on with this dream. But to really be connected with the soul and to understand it is extremely important. And you have to be totally aware that you may be in one place and another person's soul may not be in that place as well. I'm repeating this. I say, I understand that the most positive sexual energy exchange is between two people in which the energy exchange helps one or both to better achieve their soul's purpose. So um, here we have, of course, the question, is this a marriage? You know, are, then again, 50% of marriages end up in disor- d- divorce. But then there's also um, the chance that um, it really is one of those situations where that sexuality is a union that is total union with the other person, the being, and with God. And at that point, then there is that experience of um, the total union that is a God connection which is really um, something that sometimes people try to do through the tantric uh, tantric um, practices as well. Verbal slang. I understand that having a daily vocabulary expressing verbal slang of words of a sexual nature devalues sexuality and in turn the total consciousness of the individual is degraded and the inner distance between the personal soul and the universal spirit of God is greatly widened. Now, here you go. You know, I, I was just talking with a friend yesterday. And she went, she's a member of the Grammys, as I am. And she went to one of the Grammy talks. And we've been working hard to try to have more women integrated into the Grammy community. And it was in San Francisco, and she went to the talk. And she could not believe how the woman who was talking, she was a producer and had worked with some really big-name stars, but the woman was saying the F word over and over and over again during the talk. And I'm sure she was trying to sound hip. I grew up in L.A. and Hollywood, and you'll see comedians, you'll see people, you'll see a lot of stars using the F word. And it was becoming like the hip, hip thing to do is to say that over and over, or for men to use other words that are very degrading towards women. Um, And... It is, you know, where the idea came that it was so cool um, to do this is is something that they were trying to um, make an impression and they wanted to act like other people acted that they thought was cool. But the problem is, um, instead, uh, my friend ended up leaving the talk. She said it was just so degrading that this woman didn't realize she was just trying to be hip and was using the F word over and over and it made her look like a lesser person. So I'm going to repeat this one, a verbal slang, important affirmation. I understand that having a daily vocabulary, expressing verbal slang of words of a sexual nature, devalues sexuality, and in turn the total consciousness of the individual is degraded, and the inner distance between the personal soul and the universal spirit of God is greatly widened. Okay, the next one is positive sexuality. I understand that sexuality can have a positive energy effect on one's spirituality if there is love 
friendship or a genuine caring between people that have initiated intimacy. So again, this is, I think, a part of what was um, Dr. Masters' um, time when there was free sex going on in the 60s and 70s, and he was certainly aware of that. Dr. Masters was married quite a few times, I think six or seven times. So I'm going to repeat this. I understand that sexuality can have a positive energy effect on one's spirituality if there is love, friendship, or genuine caring between people that have initiated intimacy. So to actually do this and not use this as a, gosh, a seduction line, right? <laughs> that, that really, that there can be this amazing interaction and intimacy um, shared between people is truly a wonderful thing. And to try to treat it in that sense is um, truly a gift. Um, okay, and the last affirmation is excitement slash stimulation. I understand that positive sexual energy exchange adding to people's spirituality is created more by inner connection than outer appearance if the sexual attraction is to be lasting. Okay, so do we go into the fact that, you know, a lot of men as they get older want younger women, right? And they like someone, but as they get older, it's like they don't look as good as the other people on the block. So uh, outer appearances change, you know. Um, but the inner attraction, um, if it's really love, can be built on all these other things we've talked about, friendship and appreciation and true karmic connection. Repeating the last one here. I understand that positive sexual energy exchange, adding to people's spirituality, is created more by inner connection than outer appearance if the sexual attraction is to be lasting. Okay, so when we talk about the subject, we have to look at what's going on in the world today. I mean, we know what's happened with the problems with um, Stormy Daniels and and President Trump and how that um, encounter there got into trouble, got him into trouble, and, and then the other relationships he had. We look at President Clinton and how his whole presidency was almost bought down by uh, the sexual interaction that he had. Um, we look, I know many spiritual people. There was a, a Zen center with uh, one of the founding Zen um, groups in San Francisco. Uh, Roshi Baker had a relationship with a woman who was married, and it totally brought down that whole center there. And he went on to form something separate, but had to move out of the San Francisco area. I mean, there's been other teachers, I mean, so many spiritual teachers where this happened, and then people's trust in them was shaken because they found out the spiritual teacher or guru in some groups um, was having affairs with women and using that place of power. Um, and this happens over and over and over and over again in society. So, I mean, obviously, this is one of the things that can truly change and hurt or destroy a person's life. We look at the things that are happening with the movie moguls now, where they used and abused their sexual power for using people for their means. And, and so we look at this whole situation right now, and truthfully, it has gone through an entire revolution in the last 20, 30, 40 years. Um, but it's always been an issue, and it's always existed but now women are gaining more power and awareness and they're not allowing some of the things that happened in the past to happen to them now. 
However, when you look at one in five women being raped, you know, and one in three or four marriages having domestic violence, um, there, and a lot of that's based on the man getting jealous um, and not wanting or thinking that the woman is, is playing around. This is a huge, huge subject, and so it really needs to be taken extremely seriously. And it needs to be looked at um, in the light that it is right now. I mean, famous modern men are, who have those urges towards sexuality that overcame them risked everything, you know, um, and, and, and can totally lose everything that they had based on their sexual urges. Um, they gambled their positions to satisfy this powerful drive. Presidents, kings, politicians, clergy. We look at what's going on with the Catholic Church, right? Um, I'm praying that, that the Catholic Church will allow women to become priests, and I think that would be in a much better light than what we've been seeing happening. But um, again, I'm looking at it from a woman's perspective. You know, this relentless drive for sexual contact is, is both happening in women and in men. Um, it's, it's a dualistic society, you know, but there is both the masculine and the feminine energy. And it's powered by the one universal presence in the physiological chemistry that are both in men and women. So there is always this dualistic, earthly situation going on. I became a celibate. I've been celibate for 20 years. Um, And I have found that it's been very interesting when you're not distracted by the thought of having to go through the sexual game with other people. Now, um, obviously, some people that's just not going to ever happen with. But, but there is always this way of trying to put your sexual relationships into the highest spiritual uh, light, and you can do that when you go into meditation with yourself. Because as long as you need someone else, you know, sexually um, or for other reasons, you are going to be subject to what that other person's desires are as well. And it may cause you to do things that are not for the best. So the best way to always approach any relationship, sexual or otherwise, is to have that completeness inside yourself, looking for the answers within yourself and not within the other person. And we have that opportunity when we meditate and when we practice. Our spiritual practice should be totally complete. And the more you go into your meditation process the more you go into your own awareness of what's driving you and what you need, the more complete you can be. And it's not always an easy process. It was through meditation and my um, deepest meditations that I was able to realize I'd blocked out some very uncomfortable sexual encounters that happened. And what the actions I did that followed that were caused by some of these um, sexual abuse issues that came up when I was young. But it was only because I was able to have that inner connection to God that I knew was I was safe and protected and strong. When we have that connection to God within, we can realize what we go through in life. And more and more, we're evolving to the point where we can see now every day um, millions of people meditating. And when you meditate, you can go into that higher places and take that inner shadow and those inner things that are driving you that you don't want to look at. And you can shine a light on them. And you can bring that into a deeper understanding. And you can forgive others. And it's very hard for some people to forgive others for things that have hurt them 
in relationships and in sexuality. You can also cut some of the connections. Now, because when we have a, a very deep connection sexually with another person and a relationship with them, we have these cords, these actual vibrational threads of energy that we can hold on to that are within us. And we can actually learn to cut those energetic cords with light and release yourself from that connection with the other person so that you're free of that energy and you're clear of that energy and you're cleansed of that energy and you're able to move on and you can then find a perfect person in yourself and then by knowing that perfect person and forgiving and loving yourself then you can truly find that love and appreciation and be able to involve yourself in a sexual relationship that is more balanced with one another. Um, hopefully that other person you find is evolved as you are and it can be that perfect sexual relationship that's also tied in with love and the union with God in the other as well. And then you're able to achieve that perfect balance of sexuality with a man and a woman or a woman and a woman or a man and a man that is that understanding and love and the higher consciousness joining you with the other and with God and becoming indeed one with that energy. So this is a very, very deep subject. I mean, I know it's hard. I had a very hard time this week thinking of how to approach the subject because so much has changed. This divine feminine principle has really come into its own. And I was made aware of this when I saw Mother Mary in a vision a few years back. And I wrote a book called Mystical Mother Mary about this. And she let me know that the divine feminine principle was no longer going to be held back by men and that indeed women were going to be able to define their lives in equality and power. And I didn't realize at that time, this was before all of these changes started happening with the Me Too movement, but it's become a huge, huge subject and something that I think we need to look at and um, appreciate. And I think more than ever now, there's a chance for women and men to be equal and in that equality to really be able to have, hopefully, better relationships sexually as well as spiritually. I'm going to close today with a, a talk. Um, actually, this is a, one of the ones I've memorized. It's the Aramaic version of the Lord's Prayer, and I love it. Um, it's uh, This one was translated by John Mark Hammer, and uh, I think that's Hammer, uh, H-A-M-M-E-R. There's many translations from the Aramaic version, but none of the translations I've seen from the Aramaic are close to the Lord's Prayer that was translated that most people repeat today. And I particularly like this particular version because it really connects you to the mystical concept of God. It goes like this. Father, Mother of the cosmos, shimmering light of all, focus your light within us as we breathe your holy breath. Enter the sanctuary of our hearts, uniting within us the sacred rays of your power and beauty. Let your heart's desire unite heaven and earth through our sacred union. Help us fulfill what lies within the circle of our lives today. Forgive our secret fears as we freely choose to forgive the secret fears of others. Let us not enter into forgetfulness, tempted by false appearances. For from your astonishing fire comes the eternal song, which sanctifies all 
renewed eternally in our lives and throughout creation. We seal these words in our hearts, committed in trust and faith. Today's talk was based on spiritual mind power affirmations, Dr. Paul Leon Master's book, Practical, Mystical, and Spiritual Inspiration Applied to Your Life, featuring 130 pages of affirmations to help you shed old mental and emotional patterns and connect with your higher universal mind guidance. There's a new book that's out now, too, that I just am ordering, and I'm supposed to get it this week, called Meditation Dynamics. Meditation has always been the keystone of Dr. Master's teachings. And you can get that at metaphysics.com and this book and all of Dr. Master's now three books at amazon.com as well. And you can go to my website, mysticalperspectives.com. I have like 24 of these talks all available to listen to for free, which you can download there as well. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have a blessed, blessed day. God bless you.